I haven't caught much Champions League, but you know what I am watching this year, man? AFC. Conference League. Oh, you're doing yeah. Confo. I'm getting conferential, bro. You're getting conferential, <laughs> Yeah, man. hell yeah. Third tier of European international football. Not even Europa. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah, conference. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I caught Braga against Fiorentina last Ooh. week. The lineup really excited me. Braga got a little unlucky that they couldn't get further into the Europa League knockout stages. They finished with 10 points. They only lost two games in the group stage. And there were six other teams who finished less than 10 points, but actually moved on and finished second yeah. place. So they were just in a really tough group at the end of the day, I guess. So I was- yeah, Weren't they with Union Berlin? Yes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So they were just in a definitely a tough group and got a little unlucky and couldn't win those big, big games. Regardless, they finished third place to put them in the UEFA Conference League knockout stages. So I was like, all right, well, let's see if they can make a deep run here just because it's so rare to see any other Portuguese side outside of Benfica and Porto make any sort of run in a UEFA competition. Yeah. And Fiorentina come to Braga. And I was wondering, bro, has Fiorentina ever, as a club ever booked a flight to fucking Braga? <laughs> and it was their first time they've ever really? met in a yeah. European competition. Wow. Ever. That's the beauty of Conference League. That's man. the beauty of Conference Damn. League. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Damn. So, so they show up to Portugal and there's Dope nothing. Dope ass stadium. Dope ass yeah, stadium. Braga stadium. Yeah. We looked into that shit. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, it's actually pretty crazy. It's, a, it's like two big bleachers on either long side of the pitch. And then on the ends, it's just nature. It's Damn. rock. Yeah. So cool. Damn, so well designed, one. man. Yeah. And the people came out. They had a good time. But, dude, there's nothing to talk about because Fiorentina dominated oh, this shit. fucking what? game. Dominated, wow. bro. Damn. Yeah. And then I was really disappointed, man, because, again, I thought Braga were going to try to do something. Dude, they've beaten Benfica in Portugal yeah. this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And, no. It was Fiorentina from the start. I would say Braga had a good 10 minutes. That was it. The rest of the 80 minutes was absolutely dominated in every aspect of the game from Fiorentina. I think it ended 4 or 5 nil. Fuck. Yep. I'm robot playing. Yeah. No, he had, he had a really good game. As he was doing in the World Cup, he's completely dominating the defensive end of that midfield, bro. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, no standouts other than that, just because Fiorentina as a collective just outdid Braga in every aspect. And I was really disappointed, man. But that's just Portuguese football outside of Porto and Benfica, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but, but what was your takeaway from Fiorentina? Do you see them as contenders for the Conference League after that game? <laughs> I, I think so. I'm just curious to see if there's going to be a lot more better competition because right. I honestly couldn't gauge Braga. Bro, they just couldn't even get possession, man. It really was dominated in every single aspect from Fiorentina. I was like, damn it, like, I can't tell if Fiorentina are that good right. or if Braga is having a really bad game. Braga can't be that bad, bro. That's what I'm they saying. Can't be that bad. They can't be that bad, but bro, they were that bad. Yeah, it was really, really disappointing. Okay. Yeah, okay. so nothing to say there other than Fiorentina do look good and they'll obviously go on to the next round. Okay. So let's see what they can do because it would be dope to see Fiorentina make, make a deep run. That'd some be sort of dope. Like any sort of, yeah, semifinal appearance, mm -hmm. I'd be fascinated with, with Fiorentina showing up, man. Saw a couple of Premier League matches just because the title race is heating up so much, bro. Okay. Arsenal, Manchester City, with Arsenal dropping a lot of points as of recently, man. Obviously, Manchester City getting the win at midweek. So I was curious. This is a big moment for Arsenal. Can they recover after, I think, dropping for three straight games? Yep. Can they recover? Can they just get out of their heads and remember that they still are the best 
team technically in the Premier League. Yes, it's tied on points now with Manchester City going into the weekend, but can they just focus, get the dub, but they're going to have to do it on the road and against Aston Villa, bro. And always going to be an interesting game, always going to be feisty. I think Unai Emery always has really entertaining teams, plays a really fun style of football. You have players like Felipe Coutinho, who got a beautiful goal on the day, Douglas Luiz, and then Ollie Watkins also just constantly making runs and, you know, can be a little clinical at times. And so I was curious, can Arsenal go here and get a fucking win, dude? And completely entertaining game. The Premier League at its finest once again, man. And we got a 3-2 thriller. Arsenal getting the win. But, dude, the style that they did it in, a, basically a buzzer beater, 90th minute to get the win 3-2. 4-2, no? Was it 4-2? Oh, one. at the end. At the, at the very end. end. Yeah. But I don't know if I count yeah, that because... You can, count, you can say 3-2. I can, uh, yeah. I mean, 3-2 yeah. to, like, break the deadlock, yeah. if you will. And basically yeah. get the game winner. Uh, 4-2, the fourth goal is consolation. But um, what a game, man. Because Aston Villa had the lead twice. Twice. Arsenal were so impressive because my biggest takeaway from this was that this was the this was the game Arsenal needed to prove to themselves that even against the highest adversity, three games in a row where you're losing points, Mm -hmm. in the fourth game you are down twice and you can't get any sort of luck against your opponent, you still come out on top. Yeah. That's so big. And what that showed me is that Arsenal are here for the title fight, man. Yeah, yeah. They're going to do whatever they can to maintain their dominance over the league, over their opponents. But my God, dude, this this might be one of the craziest finishes to the Premier League if this continues. Yeah. If this continues, bro, because Manchester City are not going to let up either. Yeah. And they had a big game against Nottingham Forest, Nottingham Forest a game where I, I could have bet probably like $500 betting that they were going to win, and they tied. <laughs> hey, I've been I've been on Nottingham Forest for a while, bro. bro. <laughs> I love this Nottingham Forest team, man. Dude, they have Keylor Navas at back now, bro. Like that's how crazy the fucking Premier League is becoming. Exactly, bro. bro. <laughs> that that's my takeaway too. Is so I caught this game because I was like, I have to see how City respond, yes. knowing that Arsenal got a huge win, and it was my first time seeing Keylor Navas don that Nottingham Forest fucking goalkeeping nuts. jersey, bro. The wonders it does to have like a legendary co-keeper. As your goalkeeper, bro. Yeah. Because yeah. even though I wasn't going for Nottingham Forest, every time there was a cross, a shot on goal, any sort of sticky situation like a free kick or a corner kick, I knew that Navas was going to get it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's the type of security that only a handful of goalkeepers, I think, can really yeah. give you. Yeah. And Keylor Navas is one of those. So for Nottingham Forest to get Keylor in this winter transfer might be one of the biggest winter transfers this year. Because, my God, he looks so comfortable. And I know he ended up letting in a goal. But beyond that, he had a perfect game. And, again, provided a security that I don't know if any other goalkeeper could provide unless they're, you know, like a David De Gea or right. like a— uh, any other keeper on the market, bro. No, yeah. Like that's that's why it's such a big yeah, get Like for a Courtois, yeah. Yeah, like uh, in the— that's CONCACAF's greatest goalkeeper of all time, yes. man. Making a move to Nottingham after a— uh, prestigious career at Real Madrid and then moving on over to PSG. Uh, they introduced Donnarumma and they've kind of taken over that right, spot. And right. so Kaylor now had to ask for a loan move. Ends up at Nottingham Forest, man. But I absolutely fucking love it. But mainly because of how Nottingham Forest has approached the Premier League experience. They got promoted just past just last season and we were hesitant. We were questioning, will they be able to spend big bucks to be able to stay in the Premier League? Bro, they've been... 
They've been spending like crazy, man. I yes. think they're one of the top like ten spending teams in the Prem now. In the that, in Europe. In Europe. It's oh, crazy. Shit. In Europe. Shit. They honestly, when you look at their transfer list this year, they're like a bootleg Chelsea. They really bit. are. Yeah. When you see the amount of players that they've gotten just for this season, it almost doesn't make sense because yeah. they've gotten so many weird type of players, yep. man. They really have just honestly from all over the place, from the Premier League and also from places like Serie A, for example, yep. and now, you know, PSG and Keylor Navas, and then Scarpa from the uh, Brazilian League. It's so Scarpa, interesting, yeah. the amount of different type yeah. of players that they brought. And like Chelsea... It may not be the best group of players. It, it might not. But right now, it's enough to be competitive. But I do think they need to, like, weed it out just a yeah, little bit, man. They got to figure it out. They got to figure it yeah. out because there's definitely a disconnect because they stole this result, honestly. Manchester City had 90% possession, yeah. I think, in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. 90. Nottingham Forest couldn't even get a whiff of that ball, bro, let alone touch it. It was ridiculous. But this is never let up. One thing I will give Nottingham Forest credit for is their energy maintains at a very high level for the entire game. And that's ultimately what got them the equalizer. Brennan Johnson just said, fuck it, I'm going to get the ball. His penetration is not necessarily great, but it's consistent. Every time he gets the ball, he has one thing on his mind, and it's just take a player on one-on-one. Just go at players, stay on the wing, and just dribble. I honestly love it because it's so entertaining, even though it, it's pretty inefficient. But this time he gets through and lays it off to Morgan Gibbs-White, another really active offensive player for Forrest. And then he just sends in a nice whipping ball, and they get an equalizer, bro. A really good energetic display of offense from Forrest. And that's all they needed because after that, City just could not get the second goal. Now, I will say this, though. City had two big opportunities that they fluffed. Two the really Holland big one, ones. Man. The Holland one was good really Lord. big. Um, and um, uh, Rodri had a wide-open header and put it right to Navas's basically crotch honestly and he, he he was down for a couple minutes but Rodri had the whole goal open to choose from and he shot it right at the keeper so Manchester City should have won that game they low-key fucked up but it just makes this uh it just makes this title race so, that much entertaining because Arsenal now regain the top of the league alone yeah I do think people are focusing too much on the points right now dude Arsenal has had a game in hand for like a month that's true. <laughs> That's so like the, true. And like people are talking about, yeah, Man City might be ahead on like goal differential by one point, but in my mind, Arsenal still has the advantage, bro. Yeah. And yeah, so I want to see the table once it's even amount of games played, and then we can talk about you know where each team stands in terms of pressure. Of course, there's pressure already, but yeah. I do think Arsenal still has the lead, still has the advantage, yeah. and until they don't. I'm going to keep respecting them. I'm going to keep rooting for them. And the fact they got this huge result against Aston Villa at the weekend was incredible. Also, with their newest signing, scoring that goal, Jorginho scoring the game winner. Yes. Pretty dope to see that. He's got. He's been infected like the last of us with that <laughs> Arsenal flu, man, that just Dude. goes to every single player and just spews success yes. this season. Yeah, and what I've been really loving about the Premier League, just to close off this topic, bro, is... The teams are so offensive, and I know it's a trope that's just been going around for these past couple of years because people know it. The Premier League is the best league in the world, but it's it's so fun to watch, man. It really is because it seems like Aston Villa have such a good offense. They really do. Clinical. What ends up doing in the end is either their opponent's just a little bit better than them or they just you know don't have as good 
a defense as their opponent, but their offense is just so clinical, so forceful, so energetic. And even a team like Nottingham Forest, who just don't have the personnel that a lot of t- other teams do in the Premier League, can still get a goal on Manchester City, one of the best teams in the league and in the world. And then when I look to the other side in Spain in La Liga, dude, it is so rare that I see Madrid or Barcelona can see two goals in their league, no. especially this year. Oh, yeah, especially Barcelona. Especially this year, bro. Yeah. It, it is so rare that a team really takes it to them and gets a couple goals on them. It is so rare, man. At most, their opponent gets one goal, yeah. and that's yeah. about it. Either way, the same thing ends up happening, right? Madrid and Barcelona win, just like Arsenal and Manchester City usually also win. But the way it's done is just, right now, a lot more entertaining in the Premier League. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So it's just it's that stark difference. It's, it's such a contrast, but it's just something I can't ignore right now. Because every time you tune in for a La Liga game, there is a difference, and at least the offensive end of the game compared to a Premier League game. Messi scored a game-winning free kick this weekend. Mm. He's just not going to stop. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He's just not going to stop. No, yeah, that's what this World Cup showed me. He, he's not going to stop. There's no reason for him to ever stop. He's like LeBron. Yeah. No, legitimately. Yeah. yeah. He's going to keep going. Yeah. He's not going to slow down one fucking bit. And I'm not talking about just like good performances. I'm talking about magic. That's a magical moment in a player's career. Yeah. Any player that does what he did this past weekend to win the game in the final minute, beautiful free kick, hits the post, goes in, that's a fucking career highlight for any average Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, 100%. But Messi just does it. He just did it. Right. And then he's just going to go on about his day. He's going to meet up with Antonella <laughs> after the match. He's going to be a father to his kids. Yeah. And then he's going to pull up the next weekend and probably do the same goddamn thing, just in a different way. Whether it's a fucking incredible assist or a beautiful finish or whatever it might be, He'll just find a way to continue producing magic. He's beyond an athlete. He's a magician. He's a wizard. Yeah. He's he's immortal at this point, bro. No one. <laughs> <laughs> like I might honestly have a bigger reaction to Jorginho's game-winning goal over Messi solely because we've seen Messi do this so fucking much, We're man. Numb at this point. I'm a little numb. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I've yeah. said I'm not gonna take it for granted, but. It just it feels different, man. Whereas Jorginho, he ain't gonna hit that shit again for a while, bro. Right. It's gonna be a minute for Jorginho. Yeah. But for Messi, man, he'll probably do something extremely similar in the coming weeks. Yeah. And he's just not gonna fucking slow down. And that man, I just I don't know. There needs to be studies made on on him and yeah, I LeBron mean, too, if you want to throw him in there. That's the thing, like a player like Messi, which is, you know, literally one in a trillion, <laughs> has maxed out his skill level to the point where he doesn't really have to rely on his athleticism. Yes, obviously you still need to be able to run because you know soccer is an aerobic sport. So obviously he's gonna have some sort of athleticism coupled to his talent, but his talent's just so god tier that it doesn't have to rely on his body really, just because he he knows how to kick a ball like no other. Truly, like no other player on the planet probably sees the game the way that Messi does. It's to that level. He just sees gaps that no other players see. He's he knows how, 
Yeah. He sees gaps that no other players see. And he just he just knows how to speak to the ball. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah. Like he's truly mastered that language of football yeah. to the point where it's just it's second nature to where he can just score a free kick probably yes. like pretty frequently, even at this pretty late age on us. He's getting it's up late, there, bro. man. It's late. It's late. It's getting late, man. It's late. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. And you're right. He, he can do this until he wants to stop. Yeah. It's not going to be his body. Usually, father time comes a knock in, and then you accept his invitation. But for Messi, he is father time. <laughs> he decides when he's going to stop. So. I guess, man. I, I, it might be that, bro. Yeah. It's just crazy because in that same game, I thought Mbappe proved himself to be the best player in the world right now. Ah, yeah. <laughs> but yet, it was Messi who decided the match. It was Messi's presence that separated PSG from tying to winning. Wow. Because Mbappe had himself a world-class game, dude. Did you see that goal he got, the first one where he took on a defender on the left side, is matched up against two players, and fucking Megs one of them in the process, in the box, slotted finish, Holy beautiful shit. goal, Gotta classic Mbappe highlight, and then does it again to keep them in the game 3-3, but at the end of the day, Messi just shows up, gets the game-winning goal, and it's Mbappe who's praising, who's hugging Messi at the end of the day instead of the other way around. Whoa. This is crazy, man. Yeah, like usually, especially in football, once you reach a certain age, you have to rely on the younger players, no matter how good you are. But for Messi, it, he is the best player on the pitch. Mbappe can be. Yeah. But as you said, at the end of the day, it's Mbappe who's embracing Messi. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. You hear that shit, that, that rumors that possibly PSG might be done with Neymar? E yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and guess who might get him? Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. I could see that working. I could too. <laughs> But like I could see it working. Interesting. If if they, obviously these are purely rumors, who knows what's really going to happen? It's the footballing world. Anything can happen. The world is crazy. But if that were true, Neymar crazy. leaves PSG as out of the three Messi, Neymar and Mbappe, he's the outcast at that point. Yeah. They would they would elect to essentially keep the older yeah. Messi and the younger Mbappe when ultimately this team was Neymar's. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Hey, you know my take, bro. I've been saying it for <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. PSG is Mbappe's team, not Neymar's, yeah. man. If they do that, that, that just solidifies it for no, me. No, and I think, honestly, when I saw those reports, I was like, I think PSG are finally seeing that now. Yeah. They're just seeing the inconsistencies. The, the He disappeared in that Bayern game. Right. Even, yeah. even though he was healthy, he disappeared. Yeah. It yeah. just didn't work. It's not working. It sucks because I love Neymar, but yeah. he did not come through in that Bayern match. And that's the thing is that, in those big, big games, especially these last four years where PSG have really, really pushed for the Champions League uh, title, Neymar's been nowhere to be seen realistically, man. Especially in their biggest chance against Bayern in that final. He was all right when that would have been the stage for him to take over and win PSG and himself a Champions League yeah, title. Yeah. So it just didn't happen, man. And I think PSG are getting... Yeah. A, little tired of it yeah, uh, I, I, yeah i'd rather sell him use that money to continue mm. building around mbappe and continue funding messi's time there i think building around mbappe and messi is just as good yeah so man i really would go for that rather especially given that mbappe still has way more years left in the take for him and he's just so much more durable as well than neymar man that's the biggest thing that's, too is his injury big. history can get so tricky he just misses almost a month 
or two every single year. And he went out with an injury in that game in yeah. which Messi scored that game-winning goal. Out with an injury, probably won't show up in the next Champions League appearance. Jesus like, it's just going to happen again, bro. And yeah. it's been happening for like the past four or five years. That's, so <laughs> it'd be crazy if they made that move. It would. Uh, it would. I think it would be a bit of a stain on Neymar's legacy because yep. I feel like you've always we've always expected more. We've just always expected more. That era he had in Barca might have been the highlight of his club career. Honestly. And that's just crazy to think, given how young he was at the time. Yeah. I thought the PSG era would go a lot better for him. Yeah. Yes, he was very close to winning a Champions League with him, and he did do a lot to get them he did, there. He did. But ultimately, he didn't do it. Yeah. Ultimately, just couldn't do it. And instead, to be to end that era being shipped off back to the Premier League, which would be fun. Neymar in the Prem would be, be fun. fucking fun. It'd be I would really love fun. It. It would mean that the reason that Neymar left Barcelona for, which was to have his own team, to be the guy, just ended up not working out. Yeah. It ended up not being the best move for him. And I don't know what that does to him mentally, what it does to his ego, if he'd be able to set that aside, if he'd be able to accept that he does need a lot of help to succeed. But whatever the, the realization is, if he ends up moving from PSG, it'll be a disappointment. It would. But man, you got me thinking. You got me playing football manager in my mind, man. Because you can do a lot with that money. You can do a lot with that money, especially that cap space opening up salary wise, man. Fuck, yeah, you could do a lot. That that's the biggest thing. Like you could get because right now they should do it, man. They should do it. Get way more than what they're getting. Right, because if you keep Mbappe, Messi as like creative feeders out wide or even centrally, you could ship off Neymar, who's just as creative but not a big presence offensively. As like a big striker, you could get a guy like Victor Osiman. Oh my yeah. god! And you'd have two dynamic oh. winger midfielders in Mbappe and Messi, and then you'd have a out and out clinical number nine to feed to. That'd oh be insane. My god, dude, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be insane. Yeah, you could do a lot of that money, man. I'm thinking right now, yeah, that's a lot <laughs> you could do with 